The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Beth Pelletieri. <laughs> Thank you. You say it. Pelletieri. Pelletieri. <laughs> but you did it with a nice Italian-American Pelletieri. Pelletieri. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Ganolis. Mm. Oh, I have a Grimoli. Mark Grimoli is my boss, and the kids and I are always like, Mark Grimoli. <laughs> is he the plural of Mark Grimolo? Because technically cannoli is the plural of cannolo. Spaghetti. No, I don't like, know. Anything ends in I in Italian is plural. Yeah. I, Not anything, but, you know. He's a many, many man. Many yeah, many as talents, in am I. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're pure, plural. Pelletieri. Yeah. You're pelletiero. Like graffiti is plural graffito. Oh. Yeah. I like this. Gramolo. This is the Western Mass Italian American <laughs> language. Yeah, <show>. English. <laughs> that, this is what I spoke in uh, at Smith when I was trying to learn Italian oh. my first year, coming off of many years of Spanish. I call it a Tanglish, but. Professoresa Poletta would be. Very close. Very I didn't know that people me. didn't say ragotta cheese. Ragotta oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I would, people, like, I would be like, where is it? And they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Ricotta. Ricotta? Forget yeah, it. Do you have the ricotta? ricotta? Forget it. I say ricotta. Anyways. Anyways. anyways I love, hi. I love Italian. Hi. <laughs> we always, I was early for a digression, but yeah, welcome but to the Western Mass you. Business Show, which is the Western Mass um, show of digressions, many digressions. It's good to have yes. digressions. Yeah. We, we like to take the road less traveled frequently. Yeah. So. Which is actually what I'm all about. Well, so there you go. The, hey. Segue. Here you are. Ta-da. Ding, 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 ding. We need a, I need a bell. Something. There's like one on the front bell. desk out there. No, not like the, the bell, I'm here bell. It's like a, okay. yeah. Like the Stevie Nicks tambourine or something. Yeah, there you know. go. Anyway. So Beth, here we are. Yeah. You have a business. I do. So you're, that, check the box. Check Either the box. you're a nonprofit or you're a business. I used to be a nonprofit. I was in nonprofits for like 15 years and now I have a business. All right. We'll talk about that. Sure. So I, um, have my master's in public health, and I worked in nonprofits around um, sexual, like uh, sexual reproductive health, and then doulas and breastfeeding support, and then I was co-director of Empty Arms Bereavement Support here in the Valley, which supports families with miscarriage, stillbirth, and early infant loss. Um, and I really think what I was looking for was helping people through difficult transitions, and how do you leave transitional moments in your life, of which there are many feeling more empowered and safer and with more agency than you started them in. Um, and so now I'm a life coach and a parent coach. Um, so it all tied together somehow, but it looks a little different than it used to. Yeah. I loved that on your website. It had, you know, kind of three pillars of um, private workshops, parent coaching and life and career coaching. And I really loved the parent coaching column being a parent myself, but I feel like that's not loud and proud on a lot of coaches' websites yeah. as an actual siloed thing. Yeah, well, um, and it wasn't actually when I started my business. I was really focused on – t- I tend to coach people who are um, c- caregiver-oriented or compassionate-based professions, so nonprofit workers, teachers, nurses, healthcare providers – and the more I was coaching those folks, I realized that they were also all parents. And so all the parenting themes were getting uh, included. But in some ways, parenting is like the ultimate career change, startup, all of that. It's right. And emotions forward. Um, and so it's it's like a it's like a really scrappy nonprofit or a really scrappy startup because there's 
only so many people to delegate to and it's high stakes and you have to figure out how to do it and also take care of yourself and it's always changing. Um, and so it kind of is my most favorite because it like really is all of the hard stuff. I really like all the hard stuff and it's all the hard stuff in one complete package. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that also on top of that, you have this base of unknowing. So even worse than a startup, even worse than like your most scrappy startup is being a new parent mm. because we're expected to know what to do without any real roadmap um, or plan or truth, right? Yeah. Because we all come from these places where most of our parents or our family circle said, this is going to be great. I mean, it's going to be really hard in the beginning with the baby and not sleeping and stuff, but you've got this, right? And it's... Yeah. Well, it's like what... Yeah, <laughs> like this is and, this is a setup. This yeah. is like the best setup ever for everyone else to make the same mistakes over and over again. Well, and it's like, and it's so hard. To, I think like one of the things that coaching is about, right, is helping people listen to themselves with greater clarity and compassion, and so they can take action from that place. And parenting is one of the places where like you really have to figure out how to listen to yourself early on because even the people that are saying like parenting is everything and you'll be complete when you're a parent like often the messages we got about what that looked like is really different than the values we're now raising our kids with um both in terms of like family structures and religion and all of that like we're really ushering in i think like a different generation of emotional intelligence and how we want our kids to feel safe showing up for themselves and so there's not like a roadmap to that um so many people i think are like doing parenting differently than you know had been had been offered to them um and so i think that that's and then they're getting advice so right it's like you have to take that data that advice and like figure out what's useful to you and like leave the rest behind um yeah and i guess i hadn't really thought about that globally um in terms of we're all doing it so differently this time around. Like, I don't know. It would be interesting to see if our parents' generation did it so differently from their parents' yeah. generation. Um, but I, t I talk about that a lot with my, like, moms or my friends, you yeah. know, that, that oh, there's no way I would let my kid do that. And we did that. Yeah. That was, like, a totally fine thing. We did that all the time. Yeah. But, oh, no, no, right. no. We would never, you know, very helicoptery yeah. without really – trying to be that way um but comparatively to how we were raised very very different yeah and i think we're explicit i think that's also like it's explicit in a way so i'm sure that my parents raised me really differently than their parents did but i think that this is sort of an ex right there's an intention shift and i think this idea that we're raising our kids to be who they want to be and that's the i think for most parents is the goal instead of like no, this idea of knowing what the right path is, like the mold, the mold right? And <laughs> and so I think it's just a different, I think it's a different ball game. And so matching that with your values as a parent or as a person, and the stories you're getting from your family of origin, and then like the stories you're getting from your friends, and what about you is similar, and what about you is different. It's like right, it's all the things. Um, and so figuring out how to take care of yourself and listen to yourself and. That's like, it's, that's, you know, it's the hardest <laughs> so thing. Hard, so hard, <laughs> especially now with, you know, yeah. being so in tune with each other's issues and 
what's going on um, due to technology. I mean, I think I've said 10 times this week that technology is supposed to be this blessing. And really it's this thing yeah. that really just gives us five email inboxes on our one tiny yeah. device that we carry around with us all the time and the text chain. And I mean, there are so many times now where I'm like, did I reply to that person? And if so, what platform did I use? <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I got to find it. Like, did I or didn't I? Yeah. Yes. Right, right. And which all the more makes our like internal compass important because I think <laughs> if any, right, the external world is, is, you know, is bonkers. And so how do we listen? But when our internal compass is clear, it shifts our or how we are in reaction to the outside world because then what matters is me and then the outside world, as opposed to the outside world and me being in constant reaction to it. Well, and we've always been told that you shouldn't be selfish, you shouldn't be self-centered, you yeah. shouldn't be like focused yeah. on you. You should be focused externally and take care of everyone else around you, and that's like how totally. to be a good person, yep. right? And I think that's why I like working with cl clients who tend to tend towards that compassion overload externally, is because then we're sort of setting up structures for what a boundaries feel like to you, or how do we talk about, I talk a lot about internal boundaries. So we often think about boundaries as like the external, like, no, I'm like not saying, I won't go to your party. I'm not, I'm not going to join that board. Right. I'm not going to do it. Right. But the first <laughs> thing that comes is that internal knowing that's like, that's too much, or I don't want to do that. And that's a much more interesting place. Yeah. I and I feel like live. that, that dial has been turned way down. Yeah, um, for, for everyone of us. Yeah. yeah. Especially women though. I think we're all programmed as females and also as moms, I think, like yeah. once we have offspring to kind of put ourselves in the back seat of the car, even though we're supposed to be driving the car, <laughs> we're in the back yep. and everyone else is yeah. running amok. Yeah. You know? No, I, I mean, I always share, like I had a client who came in and was like, I just need five minutes at like a win from, cause I always start off sessions being like, what would success feel like to you? And, and where, what's the, what do you need right now? Right. So we're taking like these small bites and it was like five minutes. If I could have five minutes to myself, that would be amazing. And so, right. And then we were, were able to build on it 10 minutes, a half an hour, an hour. But it's it's just starting to sort of push back and reclaim even the smallest piece because that's what creates success and leads to other pieces of reclaiming. Yeah. And we have to take a quick break. But um, I woke up at three this morning because of the need for the quiet couple hours where I could just be by myself and Matt wasn't up yet. The kids weren't up yet. And sure enough, Matt was up at four 30 and the kids were up at five, five and five 30. And I was like, I don't even get my two hours. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. But I did have an hour and a half. Yeah. So and I think that's that. the claiming success. Yeah. yeah. And all you had to do is sacrifice your own sleep. <laughs> Which is why Coffee is having a negative effect on me at 12.51 in the afternoon. We'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> and I'm not just getting old, Monty. Thank you so much. Welcome. Yeah. This is Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Beth Pelletieri. Uh, I have to say it in the Italian way now, or else I'll revert back to my um, bad, uh, improper grammar way. Um, and Beth is a coach. And she has a wonderful coaching uh, practice called BP Coaching. We'll be right back.
The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster with Beth Pelletieri. And um, I try not to say it in the Italian way because it's getting to be like elevated, but I got it. Um, I used to be Tara Teatro, but now I'm Tara Brewster. Tara Teatro? No, not Teatro. Oh, Oh, I like the alliteration. French Canadian. It's a good alliteration. Yeah. Leave it to Monty. Montez. Anyways. Yeah. Here we are. It's good to be here. Things. Yeah. I'm glad that you're here too. Um, We actually, I was just thinking about how we met um, and you did this wonderful coaching. One of your, one of your silos on your website. (laughs) I don't know if you call them silos or. No, they are. They're all, I mean, they're interrelated silos. Yeah. They're like all part of the harvest. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for going there with me. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of your no, website like and they it. were like these yeah. like pillars of... I actually appreciate that because I feel yeah. like my marketing coach would really appreciate that you called them silos because it meant she did her job well. Oh, <laughs> good. I mean? Yeah. No, I saw that. I mean, that's... It's yeah, clear. they were very clear good. and yeah. Um, so one of the things that you do, that you say you, you do on your website, I participated in, um, which was a private workshop. Um, and I live in Florence. You I live, live in Florence. Florence. We're Floridians. Ooh. <laughs> East Coast Floridians. That sounds so fancy. <laughs> Don't tell the people in Florida, agree. Massachusetts, like an hour <laughs> away. But they're not All right, Floridians. well, we're the more Eastern. What is that? Northern? Where's Florentine? Florida? Well, Peru. So they're North, yeah. West. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're more Southeast. Yeah. We're the Southeast Floridians. Floridians. Of Western Mass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A little geography lesson for everybody. Anyways, big feelings, boundaries, and babysitting. Yeah. That was the name of the workshop. It was a fun event. It was Um, really fun. Yeah. It was a caregiver event. Event? Caregiver event that I co-hosted with Community Classroom, also a Florence business. Um, And we provided babysitting and talked about sort of stepping into vision, um, as like a sort of a pillar, sort of how you move forward. And then in order to step into sort of your vision or what you want to create more of in your life or however you want to goal, feel good goal setting, um, we talked about self-compassion, um, boundary setting, and then turtle steps, which is just so turtle steps is the smallest possible step you can take with ease um, and sort of as a way to, yeah, just step into uh you know, I think we can all, especially when we're doing a lot of giving or being in reaction, um, being clear on our vision really helps us let go of what's not important um, a little bit easier because we're clear on what is. So, yeah. How was the workshop for you? It was really great. I loved the turtle steps. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. It's just it's a more fun way of thinking about baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feels less wobbly and more <laughs> ancient Ooh, yeah oh i like that than, like so infant and yeah Ooh. unknowing and yeah. insecure it felt more i like that you took that turtle metaphor and like made it deeper yeah yeah, yeah. and slow i think there's like a slow and intentional mm-hmm. we think of turtles yeah i mean turtles thoughtful. are old right yeah. they're like wise old you know, I mean, not, not every turtle cultures, but in general, they live a long time and they're an old creature on the planet. Yeah. Monty. <laughs> plus Go with you, it, Monty. Plus, if you take a turtle step you can, and you feel scared, you can hide in your shell. Oh, I do like yeah. that. Yeah, That's like, great. You can, retreat, you can retreat a little bit. Yeah, right. Which is the idea of it being with ease, right? Like, I mean, I don't think we think of turtles being very easeful. 
full creatures, but they are like deliberate. And then when it's too much, they pause mm-hmm. or hide. So yeah. I think that that's a really good self-care idea. Yeah. And it was nice to be in a small, intimate space with some ladies. Yeah. It had been a while and some emotions, like it was very emotional. And I found myself just sitting there, <laughs> not unable to participate, but a little like yeah. quieter yeah. than normal just to be feeling the feelings, all the big feelings. Yeah, or right. Little feelings. I think someone said, I just haven't been in community yeah. with people in so long and just been able to be honest about what's going on. And I mm-hmm. think that that's, you know, whenever we're talking about listening to ourselves, it comes with an honesty which is usually a little bit of what we're trying to avoid, but it also means that when you're in a space that's allowing you to show up for yourself, usually there's, especially coming after coming on after two years of COVID, right? There's some grief about times we haven't been able to show up for ourselves or why it feels so hard right now or um, any other emotions, difficult emotions that might be coming to the surface, um, which hap- tends to happen when we're, when we're quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember looking at the journal being like, I don't know what to write on yeah, this page. Yeah, because I'm a coach, so I gave homework, like little assignments yes, throughout, and yeah. we gave out journals. Um, it was a really, yeah. But it was yeah. harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because um, the noise is great. You know, yeah. you get like lost in the noise yeah, and the busyness. Yeah, it's distracting, it's avoidant, it's helpful. Right, right. It's, I th- yeah, I, I think we don't talk often about how difficult it is to sort of, we like stand, like stand, show up and stand in your power. And we don't actually talk about like why we're not or why that's so hard sometimes or why that feels scary or vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's beautiful that you were able to um, sort of let the quiet be, you know, Um, I I take, I've taken a couple courses through the center for mindful self-compassion. And one of the reasons I love mindful self-compassion is that it's really encouraging people to like take care of themselves first and foremost as a meditation tool. So like if you're doing a self-compassionate meditation and you need to stop it or leave or um, change your body position, that that's like all encouraged. And um, and that's what I think about coaching. When clients don't, I usually at the end of a session give a little homework assignment and sometimes clients do it and sometimes they don't, but them not doing it is just as important because then it's like, okay, well, why didn't you do it? Was it that life got really busy? Is it that something about that assignment was too difficult or brought something up that you weren't expecting? So the information in doing the activity is just as valuable as the information in not doing the activity. Um, and that's what's so cool about, I think, coaching and about showing up for ourselves. It's just a different ball game. So when someone doesn't do something, you don't judge them for no. not doing it. In fact, I often, because I tend to work with people who are really good, so my clients tend to be compassionate folks who have really high executive functioning skills for everybody else and then have really hard time getting stuff done for themselves. So they're confused because they usually, this is something that they excel at, and then they're confused that they can't excel at it for themselves. Um, And so often at the beginning when I start working with someone, I talk about you can't fail at coaching because coaching is just about learning how to show up for yourself differently than you're able to right now. And so it doesn't, there's no way to fail at that. You're just learning, right? It's like a, you're just learning, right? Like a kid learning your ABCs or how to read, like you can't go faster than where you are. And I can make it the journey, you know, more manageable and safer and with new tools for your toolbox. Um, But there's no way to fail at a session or fail at your outcome because 
you know, we, I, all clients find success. It's just that what they're looking for is different versions of success. And so, you know, I, as you were just talking, I was thinking therapy, 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 yeah. therapy, therapy. Yep. So how would you say coaching, yeah. your coaching maybe in particular, how does it vary from like a therapy concept? Because I feel like more people have probably been in therapy yeah. than coaching, uh-huh. maybe. Yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot more people are in therapy yeah. after the last two years than yep. previous. Yep, which is but, all good. Um, yeah, so how does I, it kind yeah. of vary? It's from... a good question, and it's funny. I always, like, answer it a little differently. <laughs> um, so what I used to say was, I'm going to just, what I used to say was, like, therapy is the basement of the house, and then life coaching is the house you're building. And so they're obviously interconnected. Like, you need a strong foundation if you're going to build a house. Um, but coaching is about the house, not the basement. Um, but I, the way, the other way that I, a lot of people come to coaching after therapy. So they've healed some stuff, they've processed some stuff and they have a sense of, you know, where they get stuck or what is, um, um, you know, their trauma story or where they've healed, not that healing is a journey, but where they've, right. They've taken steps to, to heal some of those, those wounds, the trauma, and then, but then sort of was what's left often is sort of the structure of that, the th- the old thought patterns, the not trusting themselves fully. And so coaching is sort of, I often think is like the next level. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I was envisioning my house and yeah. what floor coaching was on or what little yeah. tiny room or I like, could put coaching in. people like built a colonial like, and then Beth, you yeah. go in this little <laughs> right. room right over here. Yeah. I like that. Or sometimes people built like a colonial yeah. and then they're like, I built the colonial based off of what I thought I should do. And really what I want is a mid-century modern, right? Like, so it's also about that design. I like it. All right. It's time for another break. We're here again. This is Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. My guest today is Beth Pelletieri, and she is a coach. She has her own coaching practice called BP Coaching. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Beth Pelletieri, who is a coach of BP Coaching. You can find her online. If you Google it, Monty always gets upset when we're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Speaking of that, I just had to take training for the bank yesterday and it took me like three hours. Oh no. And I was like, this will be an hour. It'll be great. And I was like, I, I have to just finish this because every year you guys, I'm the last one. I get sent like the like 25 emails. Now, like, please do it training. now. You're past the training due date. Let's do fun. it. And it came in yesterday and I had like an hour. I was like, I'm doing it. And then I like cleared the next hour. I was like, I'm doing this training. And you did it. Not going to procrastinate. Yeah, I did it. I did it's it. funny actually you said that because I was like, so I, someone wanted to reach out to me and I like forgot to give them um, my contact information. And my husband was like, Beth, if they just Google Beth, Life coach, Northampton, they'll find you. Don't worry about it. It's like, yes, you're right. <laughs> what did I it's like? Google? We're all in so many I places. Was, I you was, don't need but it's to so like. It's so funny because I was trying HTTP. to like find your website. Oh, yeah. And I like, I'll have to show you. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was some artist in Chicago or something. Oh, that's that so I funny. Found. Um, <laughs> but I did not type in Beth, life coach, Northampton. I typed in Beth Pelletieri and it did not pull it up. But anyway, anyway, 
<laughs> we're off on well, the HTTPS because did it work. Yeah, Best uh, Life Coach Northampton uh, in Google <laughs> takes you. Right it's a good hu- it's a good hubby. You yeah, got there. it was so he's clearly very, he's a he very has good Googler. Googled you before. He does. He's a very good. It's all that news. Probably does the what is that AdWords? Not oh. AdWords, but like the search engine optimization. Yeah, does he, he do that for you? No. Or? Oh, he doesn't. He's oh. just he's a reporter, so he knows how to find things about people. Got it. That sounded. Sn- Darker than I meant it. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our secrets. Dun, dun, dun. But he knows them all. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a reporter around here? Yeah, he's the news director at New England Public Media. So okay. he um, so he does news. Googling news is really yes. what I should have said there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. I haven't Googled myself in a while. So yeah, there you go. Some, I'll put a note over here to do that. Oh, here we I'll go. Just Google. Oh, great. I'll Google okay. you. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks you so keep much. Yeah. Okay, good. Just... Let me know later after I this. I will. Um, so, Beth, I, you know, I loved being in your workshop. But what I also loved about being in your workshop was that it was a whole experience. I mean, you had the babysitting. You had the food. What, what was that? Um, oh, Fed by Foley, which is another local business, um, did charcuterie cups for us, which was gorgeous. And then we had some wine and seltzer and good stuff. It was so good. It was very... It was just nice to be taken care of and to land. That's what we... With, Megan, is a, who I ran the event with, and myself are both parents. And so we were like, what would what would we want? to? It was a caregiver event for any parent. So, um, or caregiver. And so it was, um, it was so nice to be able to hold space for people in a, like both physical needs, emotional needs, feel good goal setting needs. We tried to sort of babysitting, tried to cover the whole uh, gamut of it. Are you going to do it again? Are you going to have yeah, more I think of those? We'll, I, have a, I have some like um, some ideas of future caregiver events because I really loved it. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see what, yeah. what percolates. Yeah, let me know. Summer is it like, was... I always have like these big ideas for the fall and then I, summer hits and I'm like, and oh. I think it'll be in the spring because there's no way I'm going to pull that together during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking on the way in Yeah, um, that for some reason, Northampton schools have, they were like blast. Yes. Like they were dead last, last to, to get out of school, yep. the public schools. And so my kids started going to Hitchcock oh, yeah. um, yesterday and school was supposedly the last day was yesterday, a half day. And I was like, no way. I mean, that is like, so, it camps are so much money yeah. yep. that I was like, no way. No, you're missing your last yeah. half a day of school. I'm sorry, kids. You're going to Hitchcock in the rain. <laughs> I don't care. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> but it was a big um, week for you. Yes, my um, fifth grader graduated from Leeds. So that's very Leeds Elementary School. So off to JFK. So that felt big. And we had grandparents in town and did the whole, I don't know. Yeah, I think like honoring these rituals is really beautiful. It's not just miles, you know, it's obviously a milestone for her, but it's also, you know, a milestone for me. So, um, so yeah, got to take some time off. And I, I think as when, when I, I did a, I'm a, so I'm a Martha Beck trained coach. And one of the main sort of principle, core principles of that training was live it to give it, which means like you can't coach on stuff you're not doing yourself. Um, and so, um, so Monty was teasing me, but I took off Thursday and Friday uh, for the fifth grade graduation in honor of self care. So, and do you normally work on the weekends? I usually, yeah. So because I work with people who are busy, like everyone, I work Sunday evening. I do see clients Sunday evenings and Wednesday evenings. So, um, so yeah. 
yeah. it was just so you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, you so have I'm an entrepreneur. the entrepreneurial calendar. Yes, in full yes. effect. Yes, yeah, exactly. So even though it was a Thursday, Friday off, yeah, and because I mean, let's be honest. It was supposed to be on Thursday, it was, and it was, it was rescheduled raining. to Friday. Yes, that's true. So you got and I had the in laws in town. Yeah, and it was and, nice to you know, do things. So yeah, just take some space so, and celebrate, like fully celebrate. I really wanted to fully celebrate it. So for myself and for my family. yeah, it is. You know, I think um, I have this mom on earth, Sid Dalby, that always uh, calls me on my kids' birthdays mm. to honor that about yeah them, right you know it's and so to big. say happy birthday you know this is like your birthday that yeah. you gave birth to a human so yeah i'm, I'm honoring and celebrating that's you. beautiful it's really sweet that's and it really i think too when you have people in your life that do that for you it also just gives you the permission to pause and reflect right like and just be with that You're for like, a moment that's right that was really hard yeah and it's still hard right yeah right look how far i've come uh, look what i've done look who my people are yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you have any examples of how you coach or the style that you coach in. Um, you know, I know we've been kind of talking a little bit about it on the periphery, but you yeah. know, who's Martha Beck? Why, you know, did you fall into that coaching style? And are yeah. there any examples of the style sure. of coaching that you might want to give to the yeah, listeners? Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so Martha Beck is sort of like the original life coach. She was a life coach by accident. Like she, I think Time Magazine called her a life coach, and that's like how the word, like she was like, is that what I'm doing? Um, but she was a Harvard, like PhD, sociology, like super smart woman. And um, uh, and she kept, she wrote a lot of books, and um, she kept by accident sort of helping people listen to themselves better. Um, and it has even joked, like, people pay me to listen to themselves. Like, But she was um, Oprah's life coach, and she has a column in O Magazine. Um, and I really just, when I was looking at programs, wanted, uh, I think there's like a down-to-earth quality that she brings to it. She does a lot of mind-body pieces. So often when I'm doing, I, and she's data-oriented, science-oriented, which I like. I really appreciate sort of the brain science behind a lot of coaching and why tuning into your body for clients that are able to do that. And for some clients, that's a really hard stretch um, because I do try to do trauma-informed coaching, which means a lot of times our bodies are holding on to trauma. Um, but for clients that are able to step into that, that's really important so that we can shift our thoughts by listening to our body. Our thoughts are often telling old stories and our bodies are much more, are moving slower and they're in the here and now. And so that's a beautiful place to coach from. Um, but I work a lot, you know, during COVID, I worked with quite a few teachers. Um, and I also run a support group for hospice nurses over at Cooley. And I think with a lot of people that are in these professions that are working so hard, um, they might come into coaching because they have a vision for either staying in their career path, um, staying as a teacher, or staying as a nonprofit worker, um, but that they're also open to other possibilities. And so they have the, sometimes we have these ideas of what we want success to look like, and we're focusing again on that external world, and we have to start tuning in first. And so sometimes that does mean like, I had a client who was like, talking about leaving, teaching, um, and she, we, when we were talking, we sort of did this um, ex, this coaching exercise. And at the end, she was like, oh, my goodness, I just need to take a nap. 
And so we have to be willing to go slowly and rebuild the foundation of taking care of ourselves so that then we can step into what we're capable of and what our dreams are. And I think that that's where my coaching is um, successful and meets um, clients where they're at, which is that we have to be compassionate to where we are, even if that's difficult, and then we can start dreaming. And so you have to sort of hold those two buckets together. I'm, I sort of love coaching because it's empathic, right, and compassionate, and so it holds all the space for the big feelings. And then at the same time, it's about who do you want to be and how do you want to show up for yourself and what job does that look like? And so being able to sort of work in both spaces is what I love so much about it. And while you were talking, I was thinking social worker, social worker, social worker, mm-hmm. but it's it's like not as intense maybe as like a, being yeah, a social it's somewhere, worker. You know, you know like, I think it's like all of the buckets, right? Yeah. It's a touch of therapy. I mean, yeah. therapy is different, but it has these touch like... Touch of therapy, touch, touch of social work. Touch of like strategic planning. Yeah. Um, like I... You know, it's like touch, touch a of friend. Yeah, it's touch all of like the humanitarian yeah, it's like worker. I, I, I think I have somewhere <laughs> on my website, like I'm a your cheerleader, your coach. And like, you know, it's like all wrapped in one. I can't yeah. remember what the third one was, but it's I think it is all those pieces. And then there's science, right? Like we're I'm using brain science to help people move through things that are difficult, because I think often we think what we're experiencing is so deeply personal. And when we put when I explain it to clients in terms of like the science of how their brain is working, it's not personal anymore. It It's like, oh, I was like, this happens to everyone, you know, like fear is self like is self protective so how do we take care of your fear so that you can take this next step forward into what you actually want to do and also silence and silence yeah a lot so of my like, body a lot of i use a lot of guided meditations as part of my practice well i was saying also that silence oh, yeah, and right? not speaking yep. up as like in in that silence space like we don't know that it's part of a greater societal mm, right conditioning, totally. you know, like scientific or historical or yeah, familial I think that's why that turtle metaphor is so yeah. beautiful because it's yeah, it's right. So I always like if some one time a client said I do a, I offer a free introductory session to anyone who's interested in coaching and so this this client before, it was before he was a client and he said so what are you not like why should I not like what would be the things you're not good at and I was like if you want to update your LinkedIn profile I am not the coach for you <laughs> like right if you want to like do all these external things first then that's not it if you want to learn how to listen to yourself and show up for yourself and make your dreams come true I got you um, so well, you heard it here first. <laughs> We promise, but we have to take another break. So you've been listening to Tara Brewster on the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Beth Pelletieri, who is a coach, BP Coaching, Northampton. Look her up. You'll find her. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Beth Pelletieri, who is a coach in Northampton, BP Coaching. We're talking about a lot of big feelings, boundaries, not necessarily babysitting, but I did just tell Beth that every time I drive by a baby safe haven sign with the kids in the car, I do mention that it's a safe place to drop children off up until they're 18. And I added, definitely not <laughs> causing any lasting psychological damage. 
I'm not so sure what my parents said to me. I'm not they didn't say that. Away from that. <laughs> what would a life coach say about? Well, I would no, say, I mean, how are you take? Uh, how could you internally take care of yourself <laughs> in that moment? <laughs> Two hands on the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Um, no, I, I digress, but my point was that I think a lot of parents are really at a precipice right now coming off of COVID. I mean, there's not one parent that I talk to that's not really like about to lose their mind at any given time of the day. Yeah. I think that a lot of people, parents who have come to me recently actually have, so Right. People tr- generally try to get themselves out, out of feeling unstuck. <laughs> right. I, most clients are like when I, people start with me, they're like, I feel so stuck. And it's not because they didn't try. <laughs> right. They like did all the things they knew how to do. And it's still they felt stuck. And so I think, you know, sometimes we just need new tools in our toolkit or we need a refresher or we need to look at a problem differently than we've been looking at it before. Um, And it's what we do all the time for our kids as parents, right? We help reframe, we help offer new suggestions, new tools, we listen, um, we make our kids feel heard. And I don't, you know, I think often therapy is such a beautiful outlet, but sometimes we don't need therapy, we just need a reboot. And I think coaching in that way is a beautiful auxiliary tool to put in our toolbox for when we're feeling stuck or really overwhelmed or really lost. And our world is changing so fast. And, you know, the world events are also just making it really hard, I think, for parents to feel grounded. And there's only so many times you can, like, reframe stuff for your kids before you feel like you're going crazy. And so coming, you know, whether it's booking a free session or joining my newsletter, it's like a compassionate coaching newsletter. um, They're all just little ways to slow down, to take care of yourself. Um, And if you think you're already going slow, go slower. Um, Martha Beck talks about go slow to go fast. And I think that that's um, often true, um, is that we're trying to meet every need and meet every demand and take on all these responsibilities. Um, And when we're feeling clear on ourselves and uh, stable and strong, we can do so much more and do it better and do it safer and do it more kindly. Um, And so I think that that, for me, is what the work that I do is all about is really offering a different way forward for my clients and for my community. Yeah. I think something that just resonated in what you said, um, reminded me of how I've kind of tried to change the way that I see a day, Mm -hmm. um, and being in a specific relationship. I think prior to COVID, I would sort of not really be, in the room, you know, I would be physically in the room, but I wouldn't really, I'd be, my mind would be going a thousand different places. And now I try very hard to land and to focus on you and you in this moment and everything else kind of goes out of focus, right? Like you're my focus. And so I try so hard and it's so hard for me to do that. Yeah. Really hard. Like I want to be checking my phone and I want to be writing my notes about what I'm supposed to be doing and checking my email and making all these plans. But if I really hone into you, then I'm truly here. But then I also have to be okay with everything else being out of focus and mad at me for not being. Yeah. Although if I was coaching you, I'd want to dive into mad at you. What does that mean? Is that true? Because it's not always true, right? It's how we're putting our 
thoughts about what's happening on the external world. And sometimes those thoughts are true and sometimes those thoughts are not true. Um, and so we can sort of challenge them. But I would, you know, I have a client who's a, who's a, he's, a, he's an, he's an amazing like strategic thinker and he's been with me for a while. And one of his homeworks was to just be quiet, quiet, like to take quiet space every day. And I said to him, you know, it's going to feel uncomfortable, like, um, it's going to feel uncomfortable, like a sore muscle. And so I think when we're pushing these edges of ourselves, we expect that it feels good because it's the right next step, right? And and it doesn't. And then we think we're doing it wrong, and we're not. We're just stretching a muscle that we haven't used before. And so I think the exercise metaphor is actually really helpful when we're trying to think about coaching or bringing in more, um, you know, self care or mind body awareness. Um, and then the other thing I might push you on a little bit was. It's so cool that you're holding space for me and Monty, but what does it mean to include you in this in this vision of what the here and now feels like and like like you know being in your body in that moment um, when I'm talking like or um, or you know I talk a lot about soothing touch like put a hand a hand on your heart or my favorite is actually putting a fist on your first hand is a fist over your heart and then a softer hand over it. It kind of is like a fierce it's called fierce compassion. so it's both tender and strong. Um, but just giving those little moments where you're including yourself in the space as I'm well. doing it. No right. one can see it. Me Even too. Monty did I was it. doing it too. I like it. Fierce warrior. Yeah, it is, right? It holds, I like that it's, I think we think about compassion as tender, but it's also, as Kristen Neff says, fierce. Yeah. Well, you're fierce. So are you and Monty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've appreciated you being here, um, but it's time to go. <laughs> Get out. Farewell. She needs focus her own on space. And, yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm breaking my space. We're going to end the show just with quiet. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my, my old, old friend. friend. Oh, yeah, we have to sing often. Anyways, okay. Um, Tara Brewster, Western Mass Business Show. Beth Pelletieri. Um, BP Coaching, and to our sponsors, Greenfield Savings Bank and Business West. I'll just pause. If you Google Tara Brewster, first two <laughs> items have to do with Business West. Oh, Woo, very nice. Won. <laughs> I like this. Thank you. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> Thank you for, just don't go to page two. Yeah, I don't <laughs> That's know. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah, exactly. It's all That's like, yeah, it's like the other me. <laughs> different hair. Different hair. Oh, we could talk about that yeah. another time. Anyways. Thank you, GSB, Greenfield Savings Bank, my employer. Ten branches in Franklin and Hampshire County. Really lovely 150-year-old-plus mutual bank and Business West. George O'Brien and his team always giving us so much great local news. We appreciate you endlessly. Tara Brewster, Western Mass Business Show. Sit on top of your knee Go ahead and take